Cheers! Kampai! Salute! Gambe! Skull! Prost! Hello, and welcome to the Drunken Storytellers podcast, where I tell folk tales and folklore from around the globe. So sit back, grab yourself a drink, and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Drunken Storytellers podcast. As in my last episode, and as promised today, we're going to be looking at the actual folklore of changelings. I think I've promised this before when we did the changelings in the East episode, um, but this time we're actually going to look into some of the, the, the lore behind them and things. Um, the reason I didn't last episode, as you can probably hear in it, I was quite heavily under the influence of a COVID booster, and uh, I was really quite not up to doing much. I had loads of notes for another episode based on uh, the evil eye, but that didn't happen. Um, so yeah, we're going to go over a quick bit about changeling folklore, where they come from and all that kind of stuff, and then I'm going to do a little bit of a chat about where I see the future of this, this podcast going. Um, I've been going for nearly a year now. I'm quite impressed. I'm nearly up to 30 episodes as well. Um, I think this is episode 27. But yeah, so I will do a discussion of where I kind of see this thing going because um, it's kind of changing direction in my mind and the way I do things. And also life is kind of happening. But yeah, so um, everyone grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and just kind of enjoy this bit of a chat about changelings. Again, kind of as you'll hear at the end this this episode is not well planned um it's probably gonna be just a lot of stuff off the top of my head that i know about changelings but there, there some of it's planned and i've got loads of notes here but none of it's actually in any kind of organized format so um it's going to be a little bit of an odd episode but there's some cool stuff in here and changelings are kind of cool so let's get on with it shall we so what is a changeling, where do we find them, and how do we get rid of one if we've got one? Well, there's kind of many different ideas as to kind of what a changeling actually is. Um, and it kind of depends on the stories that you listen to. But generally speaking, it's, it's a person, usually a child, um, that is stolen from a family and is replaced by some kind of fey creature. Uh, or some kind of cryptid and I use those terms specifically because as you'll see and as you saw in last week's or the last episode um, where we had the devil was actually the changeling and it wasn't a fairy and I say fey creature rather than fairy as well um, because if you go to Scandinavia and the Nordic folklore and folk traditions of Norway and, and Scandinavia there the trolls are generally um, seen as uh, the ones who replace the children uh, and we'll come to that later so the the, the, the changing folklore is, is very much a European thing it's it's found all over Europe you've got them in the border border ballads of England and Scotland um, in such things as like the Queen of Elfland's Norris you've got them in Scandinavia where we talk about the trolls they're in Germany Wales you even see them in the Slavic nations with things like the Mamuna and the Boginki is it's generally quite um, a well-covered thing within Europe. There's not really much outside of Europe to do with what we would consider changelings in this kind of sense where where a, a person or a child is taken away by a fey creature and, and replaced by something else. There are things like skinwalkers, which is a 
very different kind of changeling where they're actually physically changing. The Japanese story that I told, the changelings there, that is a uh, kind of sexual gender changeling aspect. So changing the genders of the two, the two children and an exploration of that. But here we're actually talking about the European fae creatures of changelings. In, in most of the tales that we see, the most of the folklore that we see around changelings, it's generally a child who is taken um, from a family. And the child is taken, you see, mostly for one of th three reasons, if we're talking about fairies. Uh, and kind of trolls as well. Uh, trolls do one of these. Um, so it's you, um, we get them the fairies steal them away to act as a serpent to the fairy courts uh, they are for the fairies to receive so they are replaced and the fairies who are replaced by them all the trolls in the in the nordic tales to receive the love that the human child would have or just for malice spite and revenge because sometimes fairies are dicks most of the time when the when the kind of change happens um, there's usually just kind of like a normal child, a, a, a child is stolen and is replaced with this fairy. Um, occasionally it can be an older, older fairy, um, so that the, the older fairy can live its last few years out in peace. Um, uh, sometimes with, the, with the, the Nordic tales you get um, swapping with a troll, so the trolls can therefore uh, then um, be put into a nice warm place with beds and, and people feeding them so they don't have to live in tri in caves and forests and things like that. Um, so it's kind of a bit of a selfish reason there. So they go, oh, hey, look, I'm being loved by somebody. Quite often in some of the tales, the parents of the children who have the parents of the, the stolen child um, claim that their child was beautiful and was gorgeous and they were the fairest among them. Uh, and then the fairy stole them because they admired these traits. Uh, this this is not always true, um, and it is generally the parents claiming stuff like that. When we kind of look at maybe why these tales arose, um, so once the once the fairy once the fairies or the trolls have exchanged places, and you end up with this new new thing in the place, quite often key things that are noticed about this like. When when you have this, the, the changeling is often described as ugly, like little old men. And this is generally, for me at least, it's kind of like a little bit hard to see when it's like a newborn baby, because all newborn babies look wrinkled and ugly, to be honest. They're not exactly the prettiest things in the world, so uh, that's not really a defining aspect there. But um, they're generally seen as, there's, there's generally something quite... Well, I don't say quite, but there's something which is they, they re represent they represent and resemble a human child, but there's something not quite right there. There's something which is off um, that kind of gives the hint to it. Um, so they could be quieter than when they were first born. So maybe they were a screaming child when they were born, and then suddenly became quiet. They get into a lot of uh, trouble and mischief. Yeah, so, so sometimes there's, there's just something else which is there. Um, so in some stories, uh, like the one which we had in the last episode, the child doesn't actually grow up. It doesn't get any bigger. Or it will, despite how much how much you feed it, that the, the, the child could be ravenous and just keep eating and eating and eating and doesn't grow up. Sometimes the child would be mute. Sometimes it will be over-talkative. 
there'll always be something slightly off about it. And then kind of the parents then become aware of this and they're kind of like, oh my god, this is not this is not the right thing. And they go, Ugh. So if we go to let's let's have a look at um, let's stick with like actual fairies for the moment um, and kind of like that. So these these quite often, as I said, that you get them in the 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 border ballads um, quite a lot, and they're they're very prevalent within Ireland as well. And there are tales down in Cornwall and the Celtic myths and legends and stuff. So there's a lot of a lot of changelings within that. Um, so if if you see in Ireland so um, there's kind of things to do with not just babies here you know, it actually happens to to adults as well so if you are in Ireland and you look at a new baby with envy um, it can be considered dangerous um, so if you go oh my god that's a, that's a beautiful baby I wish I had a baby that kind of grabs the fairies attentions and they go ooh maybe maybe we'll have that or um, the baby has already been taken by the fairies um, and the fey powers and uh, it's become you have become enraptured by the fairy powers but this can also happen if you are envying a man or a woman um, so if you if you get envious of of, of, a, of, a, of an adult um, an able-bodied or or gorgeous beautiful amazing person and they you become enraptured by them um, you, they can generally then become in danger. Most of the stories, when we hear about this, they are more to do with women, and they are more to do with women who have become a new bride or a new mother. So they have this so-called glow about them, and they become. Um, it's when they become in this kind of liminal state. Um, so I'm kind of directly quoting from from something here, and I can't remember where I got this from, but they say something about liminal states where they're kind of changing from one one state of womanhood to another state of womanhood um, and suddenly they become taken by the fairies so it's not just a, a child who can be taken sometimes we'll see adults being taken as well and there is actually a story in in ireland um, from 1895 um, if i get this right uh, of a woman called bridget cleary um, she was burned to death on her own hearth um, by her husband we, we think um, I think uh, he claimed that she was a changeling and he wanted to get rid of her so to do that he burnt her on the hearth uh, so his true wife would be returned to him this was in 1895 this was not that long ago in, in, in this these kind of terms and the case was quite even at the time was really really quite shocking um, and there was a court case that followed and I don't know off the top of my head what I actually remembered but there is obviously the possibility there that her husband had uh, other reasons probably to wanting to get rid of her rather than just the fact that uh, oh no she's she's changing she's not my wife maybe it was a convenience of getting rid of her uh, and so we move in then with that idea there's the idea with the chi child as to kind of why people think that children were taken and, and, and turned into these changelings. And this is some of these some of the ideas behind this are a little bit kind of upsetting, I suppose, in a way. So if you a lot of the stories of folklore and folk traditions, they generally come from villages and, and small towns and small communities. 
which are poor and don't have much much learning and education so they they create these these ways to deal with the world and so imagine you come from one of these poor uneducated places and suddenly your child who is part of a poor family suddenly starts to become different is it doesn't look the same as a normal child would do so they they fail to gain weight despite how much food you give them but it's mainly because of poverty and the food that they're not giving them is is good enough or they are they suffer from a medical defect um, some form of birth defect that that stops them from growing or changes them or they have a lump on their head and they look different from this so these could lead them to going, this isn't my child, this isn't the child that I gave birth to, it has been taken by somebody else because they didn't know better. Or maybe uh, it was an ex it's an excuse for um, the parents to conveniently get rid of an unwanted child. So it was an inconvenience, it was not meant to happen, accuse the child of being changeling and then get rid of it. So there's, there's, there's some not particularly nice reasons why these stories came about. And you can kind of see the, 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 the ideas with this, especially when you link it to the ideas of trolls in the Nordic um, traditions. Uh, so whether it's a troll or whether it's another one of the kind of creatures from the, the Underrealms um, that they, they took to change, uh, took into the changelings. So yeah, um, we have all these different kind of reasons that these stories came up and we can kind of see a connection there like trolls are, are, are stereotypically ugly creatures so if you have a child that has a birth defect and a deformity always been taken by a troll and changed by a troll because the troll wants a nice warm bed or something like that then the, uh, we we have this in in germany as well so there's kind of uh the kielkopf and the dipkopf um that kind of hint at huge necks and heads of the changelings so again it's a slight deformity within that uh, staying, staying within Scandinavia and the troll idea there's a one of the ways that they kind of if you if you say you have a, a changeling in this one of the ways to kind of get rid of the, the changeling or the troll um, is to basically beat the crap out of it You've got to mistreat the troll. You've got to make it unwelcome in the house um, because it's there because it feels loved and it feels warmth and it gets fed and it's nice. And so therefore, if you keep being nice to it and feeding it, it will stay. So you have to kind of be horrible to the changeling so it will leave. Which, if you're a child, um, uh, five or six or seven years old, and, and your daily, daily life is being abused and beaten by your parents you're probably going to run away so you can see maybe why this happened and became part of the folklore um, but there is one tale in sweden where um, the mother is advised to do this so that the troll will will run away and return her son but she refuses to do this and is unable to kind of mistreat the, the troll child because it's an innocent child and he doesn't know the meaning of its nature um, and so her husband kind of tells her you must leave this child behind you must get rid of the get rid of it um, but she refuses because she's a kind-hearted woman 
um, and then the husband leaves her. Yeah, so the father meets the son in the, in the forest, and the son explains to him that since his mother had never been cruel to the troll child, the trolls had never been cruel to him. So that, that, there's that kind of duality there that if you are mean to something, something is mean to you. Um, and when she sacrificed what was dearest to her, which was which was her husband, I suppose that, hmm, that's the story anyway. They realize the trolls realized that they had no power over, over her, um, and that, that then the children were were exchanged back, I suppose. So it's kind of like a, a high school exchange between, like when we were kids, we did the French exchange uh, between schools, and uh, I went and lived in France for a couple of weeks, and then the the, the the son and the the family that I stayed with came and stayed with my parents for a week. A bit like that. Um, a kind of an exchange going on in that story. A bit weird. Um, so that's kind of one of some of the stories there. What else have we got? So we've we've had a look at some of the stories and some of the things um, of kind of what changelings are and what they do. But how might you protect against a changeling? So. If you were one of these people in the the the, the Middle Ages, also to speak in a, in a poor area, and you believed in this kind of stuff, and you didn't want your child to um, be taken by a changeling, what what are the what are the ways to protect against this? Well, again, it kind of depends on a what country you're in and where you, where you come from. So, typically, in a lot of a lot of the old societies, I know in Scandinavian folklore specifically and even to some extent in the celtic folklore as well fairies are afraid of iron they are not particularly happy around um, iron and uh, it's an easy way to kind of get rid of uh, bad fairy creatures so um, parents in scandinavia would often place iron tools such as scissors or a knife uh, near the near the bed or the cradle of a, of a child especially if it's unbaptized to prevent it from being taken so, and then if it's if it has been taken because of this in Scandinavia, you can uh, kind of there's some really horrendous things as we said earlier, like beating the child. So it's like um, you can we can whip them, you can um, insert heated iron, um, you can you can burn them with heated iron, or you can put them into a hot oven. So like we saw with the the lady in Ireland who was burnt over her own hearth. There's even a case in Sweden where a woman uh, was was taken to court for putting her child in an oven. So folklore can lead to some horrendous things. But yeah, so it was kind of believed that the fire must be kept lit in the room, uh, housing a child before it is christened, uh, and that the water used to bathe the child. It kind of should be kept um, so it, you can use it as a protective charm or ward against against more children being taken by the trolls in ireland you can um kind of find that there's a there's a child that there's a changeling child there by getting it to speak there's uh, yeah so you can you can fool the changeling into to kind of speaking um and kind of inverted commas here by brewing eggshells in in ireland there's various other legends that kind of say ways to get rid of it like god bless you to the to the changeling and stuff um and it would cause the fairy that the fairy to abandon the child so there's, there's like it's kind of a little bit harder to stop it from happening so it's kind of most most of the ways to stop it from happening are kind of like um using basically iron around the child and putting um blessings around around the cot for it to happen 
um, it's it's kind of how you get rid of them once you've got them. Um, as we said, we've got the violence to them. We've got you can talk to them and do the brewing eggshells. So a mother um, can crack eggshells and throw them inside uh, a soup pot. Kind of with the, with the with the making the the changeling speak. It's kind of making it speak in in other ways as well. So you've got to make it reveal its name or its age, or it's like its real name or its real age. And so it's kind of by making it doing by confusing it or something. So by cracking cracking eggshells is what we said about earlier. Uh, someone might might crack eggshells and and put them into a soup pot, or they might do some other confusing thing to to kind of. You, you you do it in front of and in sight of of the the child or the changeling, and it was basically to get them to say something like, "I have never seen something so stupid in all my all my insert many many years long here life." So I I I have never seen something so stupid in all my three hundred years of existence. And he's like, "Oh oh 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 crap! I'm I'm not your child. I've I've said things here that I shouldn't have done, and things like that." So there's there's things like that that we've got in there. Uh, changeling folklore has been around for as long as there's been folklore, and there's all sorts of stories around it. But yeah, so I hope that little delve in there. It's a little bit scatty and a little bit iffy, and I do apologise um, about this episode. Um, I did want to plan it out properly, and I started a couple of days ago, about a week ago, actually planning this episode. Which is why I have a lot of notes um, for this. I have a lot of notes, and they're all over the place, but they're not organised because I started organising it, and then other things and life happened. So I've not actually managed to plan this very well. So I apologise for how scatty-brained this kind of appears, uh, but I hope you you got something from it. Um, and kind of in respect to that, um, why this appears kind of scatty-brained and a bit weird, and why I've not had time to. To plan this so the future of this podcast don't worry it's not going away and it's probably going to get i'm hoping it's going to be better than this episode but one thing you might have noticed that i've not really done over the last couple of episodes is i've not really spoken about what i'm drinking as i'm doing this and the the, the, the episodes have kind of gone a little bit more serious in tone i suppose the way i present it i'm not as as comedic and stuff and I'm, I'm reading things in a darker kind of way and I kind of enjoying it this way I'm kind of enjoying being a little bit more like that and looking at the darker sides of folklore and telling darker ghost stories and things like that and so it's probably going to move on and continue more in that aim I can't specifically say what way yet um, I'm going to do a couple more episodes and get up to episode 30 where I'll read the, the third branch of the Mabinogion. And then I'm going to take a little bit of a break while I kind of reorganise the podcast uh, and reorganise the way I edit it uh, and run it. It won't be too long um, as I do want to do things with that. And I do like doing this and continuing it. But one of the major reasons why it's all going to kind of change uh, over the next year and it's probably going to be even weird over the next over the coming year or so is um i've got four months left until i finish my phd so i've got a lot of work on that front to do um, so i don't have as much time as i would like to be able to plan and research and, and, and record and edit all all the podcast episodes along with all the streaming stuff that i'm doing as well so 
what I am seeing happening over the short term is there's probably going to be less discussion episodes um, like today because as you heard I've not had much time to prep this so it sounds a little bit odd a little bit jilted and I'll probably do a few more kind of short readings of folk tales and ghost stories from around the world rather than specifically delving into ideas and things um, I've got some things I'd like to look at up by, by Lufcardio Hearn and the Kwaidam and stuff like that and maybe looking into some Korean folklore and folk tales as well but actually telling the stories um, and looking at some of the ghost stories from, from Asia and things so expect over the next few episodes for there to be less discussion uh, and more of just me telling you the tales due to me not having time to delve into the research that I want to do behind them but then in the new year after episode 30 in fact after episode 30 I don't, I don't know how the timing is going to work but I do have a Christmas episode planned it's not really going to be an Xmas episode it's not going to be based on, on that idea it's going to be I'm running a live stream of Vesson um, with some cool people I'm still hoping to it's, it's going ahead I've got I've got people signed up for it I'm not gonna say who they are yet and that'll be a surprise on the day so I will be editing that down and putting it on as a, as a Christmas bonus episode because it's gonna be a festive themed one about some some different folklore to do with Christmas so that should be fun but yeah so 28 29 and 30 they're probably just gonna be stories um, and I do apologize about that I know some of you actually like my discussions but I just don't have the time or the effort to be able to put into it at the moment um, because I need to finish a PhD and get jobs. Uh, the other thing that's probably going to happen next year is I'm likely to be moving country um, from England to somewhere, don't know where yet, so that's going to cause a disruption at some point during the podcast and probably the release schedule as well, so be aware of that. But yeah, it's probably going to be more darker, more... I don't know atmospheric stuff um, I enjoyed the the Halloween episode um, and I've enjoyed just kind of like getting into the the theme of darkness and things hence the reason why I was actually going to do evil eye um, last time but I didn't because I was ill so um, the evil eye episode will happen but I'm going to turn that into a story I think somehow and try and include a lot of stuff into this into the actual story but yeah so there we go um, really obscure episode today do apologize I do hope you got something from it if anything I would recommend go and read the Queen of Elfland's Norris um, uh, it's child ballad 40 if you want to go there it's on sacred text I th I'm gonna guess so you can go and look at that so you can go and look at some of the Scandinavian folklore folk of uh, trolls stealing children and then living in the in the family and having having lots of nice warmth with them so things like that so what i'm going to do is i'm going to leave you there for today and i promise next next episode will be a little bit more organized i should say uh, as i will actually just be reading a tale to you i don't know what yet i'm hoping to get something from, from the kwaidan if i can find some uh uh, public domain stuff to read so people don't shout at me for copyright issues if not there'll be something else so we might have some uh, more ghost tales over the next couple of episodes it is it is winter and it is what the Victorians used to like over, over this period they liked their ghost tales so we might get some more MR James in there 
who don't know we'll see we'll see what happens i'm going to sign off now so uh as i usually say the drink has run dry even though i'm not drinking oh that was the other thing i was going to say um no i did say that already the drink has run dry my friends so all that is left to me to say is thank you and good night <laughs>